Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And here's our third and final point. I don't want to be quoting here. I hope that's the reason for some of you nodding out. No, 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 no. Almost pow. Fought down. Fought and go. We're in a two minute, last two minutes. No timeouts. Get ready. Get alive. I'm not looking for your response. Just like you be ready for the truth. Can? All right. Our final, our final point says this. Only Jesus can fix sin. Only Jesus can fix sin. Going back to the text, back in Mark chapter 3, verse 20 to 30, he says, Truly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man. And whatever blasphemes they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness. But is guilty of eternal sin. For they were saying he was an unclean spirit. How does Jesus fix sin? On the cross. Christ faced our sins on the cross. Now many of you have heard the story, you know, heard about Calvary and I don't know whatever denominations you came from, sang about it and all that stuff. But here's the truth. You can keep singing about it. You can keep talking about it. But you know what happens? If the heart is not about it, we'll go back to our little things. Like Carrie was talking about what it was church today, home tomorrow, church today, home tomorrow, doing the hokey pokey, one feet in, away in, one feet out. <laughs> you know what I mean? When we was doing a little bit of that. The problem with that is every time you go to it, I want Christian today, I don't know what I'm going to be tomorrow. This is what happens. You take away from the sovereignty of God. Not that you, not that you get that kind of mana. Because God is God. But, it's just like telling God, going back to choosing sin. It's like choosing over sin. It's like spitting in God's face kind of deal. That's what's happening. You know, you, you know the life I came from. So, my, my hurts, my habits, my hang-ups... My trips, I like get high, I like do me, and I like do all of that other stuff comes with that life. But just get certain things that God said, ah, that's not good for you, honey. Come over here. In one loving way, you know. Come over here. So how I see this whole thing is this. How God would fix the sin in my life after he keep trying to put me back because I keep running back to my sins or oh, sins he put me back and he said come here I try to talk to you I try to love you I try to embrace you but you're not letting me you let me a little while but when you get what you like you go back that's everybody I came to one point where God didn't have to break me from me. 
Nobody else is the problem. I'm the problem. And God had to break me from me. So that happened in my, in my other relationship. Not that she was bad for me. It's just not what, that, it's not what he was calling me to be. So, separation from that part of my life and what was unequally yoked over here made me equally yoked over here, but not because of me, but because of God, because of Christ, okay? So, if you kind of get all of that, no matter what your hang-ups is, no whatever your sins is, the biggest problem after that is if you're willing to let them go. Someone was, oh, what? Okay, 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 look at this. Some of us not willing to let go of certain sins in our life. We give the easy ones. I lost like anybody else, man. And maybe I shouldn't say it, but I don't know how I could be honest and transparent if I'm sitting up here like one brother that's got it all together because I don't. I don't. You know? Now, do I strive to continue to go back and do that again? I really don't. I really try not to. I mean, it's to the point where God tell me, go confess to your wife. You know what's happening in that? Have a heart change in that. Because Jesus fixing the sin. When I go to God, I say, God, I don't like be like, I don't like lust. This is killing me. And I know I'm married. And I know this is not your will. Okay, then. Then you need to let more of me in you and less of you in you. And then he says this. Confess to your wife. In the confession, this is what happens. A shame. A shame. God gave you a beautiful wife. Could only be for me. She's so loyal. You know the best part about my wife? Is she don't love me more than she loves God. She loves God more than she loves me. That is such a blessing. There's nothing else in this world. And I'm not lifting up my wife. I'm lifting up the Jesus in my wife. And I'm telling you this story because this story is not in these papers. I'm just trying to connect. I don't know about you. When I come to, when I come here, or in fact, before I even I come here on a daily basis, I strive not for be the same. I want peel on brana. It's like this, peel on brana, you know, because that's my sinful nature. But because of Christ, and that's what I'm trying to tell you guys, brothers, sisters, Anake, Anakala, all of you, the hope is in Christ. Let me just put it this way. The only hope is Christ. The only hope. Whew, you're nuts. You're nuts. So how, the how is, it was done by the cross. But here's the hope. It didn't end or stop at the cross. Not because Jesus had to. It's because he loves us. 
In John 3, 16, we see, that we, we, we see that for God so loved the world. Probably the most popular verse in the whole, in the whole world. For God. Whew, I love you, Carl. I feel like I catch it all. You guys kidding me? So we're all excited. They're banging stuff to it. Get in Ezekiel moments. I love you, Carl. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Let's get passionate because it's the word of God. Amen. It's about God. Um, for God so loved the world. Not that anybody made him do anything. For God so, for God chose to love the world that he gave. Never have to. He gave freely his son. And his only son, that whoever believes in him. Hoynes, are you the whoever? That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life, everlasting life. Everyone knows about John 3.16, but we shouldn't stop there. John 17 says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. That's my heart, that you wouldn't feel condemned. You feel convicted? It's the only one. Good. Man up. But in order that the world might be saved through him. The result of that, of the how, the result of the why, is because of his love for us. It's his love. And the result is he blesses us. With what? Not only life. True relationships. The greatest relationship is the relationship we have with Him. And the life that we have is the eternal life to look forward to. Amen? First John 5.11 says, And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. Ephesians 1, 6 says, To the praise of His glorious grace with which He has blessed us in the Beloved. Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here's the reality truth. You do not have to fix your sin first. Then come to God because your sin was fixed on the cross. We're almost powering. Long haul, stretch them out, bend them out. We're almost power. In 2 Samuel, 12, 1 to 14. I'm not going to paraphrase this one. This one is kind of too deep. But I like to read this over you guys. I pray for no distractions. I pray for an open heart. I pray for a teachable heart. So this, we're going back to David. Okay? This is the chapter right next. And I really encourage all of you to get in your word or find somebody who's in the word 
And if you got questions, I'm sure you can meet up with a lot of people inside here and um, ask those questions. But dive into the Word, all our stuff. In chapter 12, we're talking about this brother named Nathan. Nathan was a prophet. So he comes out to rebuke David. And this is what he tells David. Let me go about the light orange. Okay. <laughs> Call me the age orange. Come here, Nana. And the Lord sent Nathan to David. He came to him and he said, There were two men in a certain city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb which he had bought, and he brought it up, and it grew up, and was raised with him, and raised with his children. It used to eat of his morsel, and drink from his cup, and lie in his arms, and it was like a daughter to him. So you see the relationship. Now there came a traveler to the rich man, and he was unwilling to take one of his own flock, rich man now, unwilling to take one of his own flocks or herds to prepare for the guests who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. He took the poor man's lamb. Verse 5 says, Then David's anger was greatly kindled against this man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. What's this line? Nathan says to David, You are that man. You that brother. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you out of the hand of Saul, and I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your arms and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if, they, and if this were too little... I would add to you as much more. <clears throat> Why have you despised the word of the Lamb? To do what is evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and have taken his wife to be your wife and killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite, to be your wife. 11. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against you out of your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of this son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die physically. Nevertheless, because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child who is born to you shall die. Then Nathan went to his house. In Psalms 51 also known as David's repentance. Psalms 51, specifically verse 10. I really, really encourage you, you know, if you guys get time, 
Go read Psalms 51. Amen. Going back to my story, you know, when I was inside, this was one that really, really, it was a heart check for me time and time again, this particular scripture. In Psalms 51, verse 10, it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew in me a right spirit, and renew a right spirit within me. Ezekiel 33, 11. It says, Say to them, As I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. None of that takes pleasure to a loving God that we serve when He got a party of us. If you was like me, sometimes I had questions like, if we get on such a loving God, then why are you going to do this to me? Why you take that from me? Why you take auntie, mama, dad, whoever? Why you take it from me? Because he's a loving God. And I might be going a little bit off. Everybody get on checkout take. That's the reality of it. Everybody. why we get mad if somebody goes the only thing that should really shake your heart is if you had the opportunity to share the gospel with them I get brothers out there running on my heart I'm not saying nothing bad about Hilo or anything like that, but I tell you, Hilo not ready for the brothers again. But every place get people that struggle with sin. Every place. But for those of us who know, those of us who know, what are we doing with what we know? Knowing Christ. So the rest of the scripture says, As I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked would turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways. For why would you die, O house of Israel? 1 Timothy 1, 3, I mean 13 to 15, call it my, says, Though formerly I, Paul was a blasphemer, persecutor, insolent op- opponent. But I, I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. I never knew. And the grace of the Lord overflowed for me with the faith and the love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And whom I am foremost. Listen to these words and we'll be Paul. Sin separates us from God. But nothing separates His love from us. But don't get it twisted. 
It's because He loves us. There is consequences for our sin. But it's because He loves us. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ. So how do we respond to that? How do we respond to the text? One word. Repentance. And no one in this room is exempt. We are all sinners. So the Mele team, Tito Ulu, Brother Brian, will sing a song. And here's two ways that I would like us to respond. Not forcing you. I don't need to. God will do what God will do. The first thing is prayer. So myself and Carl Marcus will be down here in the front. One of us here to my right. One of us there to my left. And I want to pray specifically for the things that hold you back. The things that you don't want to let go in order to let God fully be not only Savior, but your Lord and your Master and confident of your whole life. So that's, that's specifically what we would like to pray for. But I would also like to say this, that if you want to come up and just, just a time of prayer for anything else, that's fine. The next thing I would also say is that we would um, sing along, and if you choose to sit where you're at, that's fine. Let me just say this one thing. Many times I would feel the tugging of the Spirit, or I would feel like to go up for prayer, and I never, long time, especially when I was inside there. You know, I, it's, it's not the manly thing you do in there, you know, in prison. But man, looking back, I wish I did. I wish I did. I wish I went to go get that prayer. Maybe it wouldn't have took this long. And guess what? I still don't get the whole picture. You know? What about you, homie? Get the picture. Ah, go sleep. But I just want to encourage you in that way. You know, you can respond that way. Don't let the enemy steal more than he's stolen already. Come get yours. Come get what God has promised for you. Pray.